0: Today, Connecticut lawmakers debated a bill that would cap the beach use fees towns can charge non-residents. The bill would allow beach towns to sell passes to out-of-towners only as high as twice the cost to a resident. Towns like Westport have historically charged non-residents as much as 15 times what they charge their residents. State Representative Roland Lamar of New Haven says there needs to be restrictions in place.
1: We can't just allow local communities to do whatever they want. There have to be some state regulations in place. We can't just allow communities to discriminate any manner that they
2: choose.
0: Shoreline legislators say the fees are necessary for maintenance, but advocates for lower prices are accusing them of using the high fees to deter certain people from visiting affluent areas. You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news update from the Connecticut, New York region. Long Islanders living near Brookhaven Landfill are fearing potential long-term health impacts. There's a new twist in the illegal dumping case in Fairfield and how activists in New Haven are using theater to share their message with the community. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. Residents who live near the Brookhaven landfill are concerned that keeping the facility open for a few more years will endanger their community's health for decades. WSHU's J.D. Allen reports.
1: Dennis Nix joined about a dozen residents of North Bellport and supporters with the Brookhaven Landfill Action and Remediation Group during a meeting this week to urge the Brookhaven Town Board to close the facility. The garbage from over 2 million people on Long Island goes to the landfill neighboring his community.
2: As a former employee, um, I am no longer working at the town of Brookhaven. I used to work at the Brookhaven Landfill. This is what my daily... medication looks like.
1: He lifts a bag of a dozen pill bottles he takes for diabetes, respiratory conditions, and mental health.
2: How many more people in our community needs to suffer from this landfill before something gets done?
1: Nix and more than 25 other plaintiffs have brought lawsuits alleging the landfill has a detrimental effect on the environment and public health. The latest comes from the parent of a student who died from cancer believed to be related to toxic exposure of going to middle school near the landfill. J.D. Allen, WSHU News.
0: There's a new twist in the case of illegal dumping in Fairfield. WSHU's Shelley Hasman Kadish
3: reports. Prosecutors disclosed at a hearing Thursday that a two-year-old report contradicts findings in later arrest warrants that Fairfield Town employees were put at risk handling contaminated material they were told was safe. According to Hearst Connecticut Media, Superior Court Judge Tracy Lee Dayton told prosecutors the findings should have been disclosed sooner, as required by law. The report by the Yale School of Medicine states that contaminated soil was tested and found not to be of a level that is considered dangerous. The judge said at least two trials will be held for the town officials and a developer accused of illegally dumping the soil starting in late April. The dumping is one of the largest environmental crimes in state history. Shelly Hassman-Kadish, WSHU News.
0: New York lawmakers joined advocates at the Capitol this week to rally for plastic waste reduction and an expanded bottle bill. State Senator Rachel May says a plan by Governor Hochul to reduce packaging falls short. Instead, she wants to expand the state's 40-year-old bottle bill to add non-carbonated beverages, wine, and liquor. It would also raise the deposit from 5 cents to 10 cents.
4: These bills are common sense. It's
0: just ridiculous that we assume that we're just going to throw things away and they're going to go away. It's part of their environmental goals for the state to reduce excess packaging on retail items by 50 percent by 2033. Hochul in her state budget plan proposes reducing packaging waste by 15 percent over the next 10 years. Activists become actors in a performance of Shakespeare's Hamlet in New Haven. More on that's coming up after headlines and a message from our supporter.
3: Support for After All Things comes from Hartford HealthCare. More COVID vaccine answers at hartfordhealthcare.org vaccine or 833-621-0600.
0: Amtrak announced detailed plans for a new Connecticut River Bridge that it says will improve reliability and service speeds located between Old Lime and Old Saybrook. It'll replace the current one that was built back in 1907. It's also being designed for easier inspection and maintenance. Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone announced that the county can restore online services today. Since September 8th, all websites, servers, and networks have been offline after a cyber attack that began in 2021. The county has spent more than $5 million on a forensic investigation and to restore computer systems after the county didn't pay a ransom demanded in the cyber attack. A bill that would shield student-teacher conversations from freedom of information requests died in the Connecticut General Assembly. Those conversations would include those about sensitive information like sexual orientation and gender. Officials say Connecticut schools have been inundated with these kinds of FOIA requests as a national movement has many parents concerned about teachers potentially influencing their kids in these areas. A number of states have recently passed bills requiring teachers to inform parents about their children's gender identity. Young activists in New Haven are exploring ways to end gun violence in their community by performing the plays of William Shakespeare. WSHU's Davis Donovan has more from their new production of Hamlet.
5: Another hit! A touch, a touch, I
2: do confess.
4: Manuel Camacho and Mikai Robertson spar with foils in the play's climax, built around a duel between Hamlet and his rival, Laertes. Manuel is one of two actors playing Hamlet. They trade off on lines. Am
5: Who calls me villain? Breaks my across. Tweaks me by the nose. Who does me this, huh?
4: Manuel just turned 18 in December. He's part of Ice the Beef, a New Haven group that says it's devoted to ending inner city gun violence.
5: How do you play someone who is so vengeful, who is blinded by this bloodthirsty path of revenge? That takes a lot emotionally, right, to get into that headspace. Here I am, a youth activist fighting for peace, and on stage I have to be someone who does everything that I'm advocating against.
4: Manuel says he's enjoyed the turn from activist to actor.
5: Being on stage has allowed me to not only be more expressive, um, it has given me uh, what I would call like a theater family, um, but also an ability to spread messages through a different line of art.
4: Chaz Corman of Ice the Beef says it's about meeting kids where they are.
5: If you like to wrestle, then we're creating wrestling. If you like to do art, then we're creating art. If you like basketball, we'll create that too. This is just one of the many different things that students do. They want to act, so we're doing Shakespeare.
4: Elm Shakespeare Education Director Sarah Bowles says the students quickly connected with the play and its characters.
6: We have this young person playing the king, playing Claudius, the bad guy. And I just see Eliza come through Claudius all the time, and it's so exciting. When Claudius gets mad... I see how Eliza would react if she was mad. That's exactly how she would say that. And she might even use some of those same words. The young actors are really coming through these characters. They're not putting on something that feels foreign.
4: This is their second collaboration after a version of Romeo and Juliet during the height of the pandemic in 2021. Bowles says Romeo and Juliet was an obvious choice for addressing youth violence, but Hamlet makes a lot of sense, too.
6: It's a story of revenge, right? His father, the king, died and and then suddenly his uncle marries his mother and becomes the new king. And the ghost of his father says, it was actually your uncle who killed me.
4: She says the piece explores the difference between justice and revenge. Justice is the righting of a wrong. Hamlet didn't want that.
6: When you singularly seek revenge, often innocent people get caught in the crossfire. And that's what happens in Hamlet, is that five other people end up dead at the end of the play, including himself. That resonates very much with experiences in the community of seeking revenge for acts done. You know, well, she got me, so I got to get her back. He got my guy, so we have to go after him and get all of his guys.
4: Manuel Camacho again.
5: This is something we see much too often in our inner city communities, is people seeking revenge for fallen loved ones. Yes, these things happen. Your loved ones are taken. But the way that we seek justice does not have to be a path filled with so much bloodshed, like in Hamlet.
4: After the play, students will perform three short scenes inspired by real-life experiences. They say they'll carry lessons for de-escalating gun violence in their communities. Davis Donovan, WSHU News.
0: For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or anytime online at WSHU.org or with the WSHU app. After All Things is supported by Hartford Healthcare. And as always, if you have any thoughts or story ideas you'd like to share with us, we really want to connect with you. So feel free to send us an email. It's news at WSHU.org. I'm Sabrina Garon. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.